gentlemen, welcome back to the Solution Sports Broadcasting Podcast, where three high schoolers give their opinions on today's on today's baseball, including myself. Actually, excluding myself. Let's rate that for it. Right now, I'm joined here with Jorge, Don, Donnie, and John, someone new. And today, our first topic is going to be Yankees. We here hail from New York. And if you're from New York and you don't live under a rock, you know that the Yankees got swept. Very disappointing. Very yeah. sad weekend. I think um, biggest disappointment the series was definitely their offense, most notably Aaron Judge, surprisingly. Uh, the series, let's see, he, was, he batted 139 and it had 15 strikeouts. And, um, well, it wasn't just him, really. The entire office offense didn't just just didn't show up. Really, the only people I saw show up was Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo. Bader, who was an absolute stud this series, was him. Was him and was really the only guy who was alive in the MCS. Everyone else was just silent because they were shut out by the by the great Astros pitching and a great offense. Something noted in an earlier episode was that the Astros are able to take care of stuff. They've taken care of the Mariners and they've taken care of the Yankees, making them making them undefeated coming up into the World Series. Yeah, I'll definitely have to say, um, being undefeated in postseason where you face the best of the best teams that made it so far in the year, it's definitely a tough thing to do. Um, but I guess the Astros are probably half-decent enough to be able to do that. Along with having such a great record in the postseason this year, Altuve now passed Bernie Williams at 22 postseason homers. So, um, Jose Altuve has 23 now. So that means he's second all-time in postseason home runs. What do you guys think about that? Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh we all know that uh, Altuve is usually a postseason monster, right? Uh, he hit that walk-off home run that sent the Astros to the World Series in 2017. Um, 2019. 2019. I, I, okay. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, but this year, he hasn't really been doing much in the postseason, surprisingly. We all thought that he was going to break out into a home run frenzy, um, a batting average frenzy. But um, he didn't. So, um, I don't think there's much to really say about the Astros besides their bullpen. I definitely have to say a notable uh, pitcher was Justin Verlander. Went crazy in the postseason um, this year. Um, What do you guys think about his performance and how the rest of the Astros bullpen came out? Verlander was great, admittedly. Although he gave up a couple of runs in the first game of the ALCS, he was great, absolutely phenomenal. Returned to his former self on the on the Detroit Tigers, and and when he was and when he was really into not into but like as when he was really in his prime as a Houston Astro, and he's still there. It's just he's starting to age. Bullpen was also great. Game four was a bit of a shocker as the Astros and the Yankees were back and forth, resulting in the Astros taking a win six to five. Which is the only, the only active game in this whole series. 
Everything else was lights out. Um, yeah, the Astros bullpen was insane. They had an uh, they had an ERA of zero point eighty two combined. Um, innings pitch of thirty three, WHIP of zero point seventy three, uh, forty two strikeouts, and they were crazy. Uh, they outperformed the Yankees bullpen a ton. Um, they didn't give up runs. They did their job. They held the Yankees at bay, and that's basically um, what separated the Astros and the Yankees. This whole this whole series was just uh, amazing pitching. As well as the lackluster Yankees defense, both Glaber and IKF had had one error each in the series, especially in the middle infield. So. Sun, especially since the middle of the field is a high risk, a lot of ground balls from the Astros hitters. It's definitely concerning to see where Glaber and IKF will go. I'll say definitely it's a stamp that the middle infield of the Yankees has been a pretty big problem. I was thinking by you know last offseason that Glaber Torres would have been traded, maybe we get a better shortstop or second base wherever they put him at. But we got IKF, IKF played decently throughout the regular season but postseason IKF just wasn't there and now taking a look at free agency there are a lot of good middle infielders that would uh, take the place of Glaber and uh, what's it called IKF uh, first example Trey Turner we all know how great Trey Turner is um, a good contact hitter that speed contact combo I think that could really be a great piece for the Yankees Oh, what else we have for middle infield? Carlos Correa. Oh, now, I'm a Carlos Correa fan, but I don't think he'd be signed to the Yankees for the reason that, for the reason of, yeah, I suppose you can say that with their cheating scandal back a couple years ago. Xander Bogart's another person I don't think that they're going to re-sign due to the rivalry between the Red Sox and the Yankees, which have been in place for years. Dansby Swanson. Now... Dansby Swanson has definitely been a really good defender and pretty good on offense. So I feel like that he'll pro- he might be able to get re-signed by the Braves. What do you guys think about Dansby's situation? Dansby's an interesting situation so far. He's been good for the Braves, actually pretty good for the Braves. But with their loss and with his contact remaining and most likely his him not re-signing, definitely interesting to see where you go, to see him in pinch drives. <clears throat> um, continuing through the free agents, uh, Aaron Judge, um, probably the biggest prize to win for any team. Um, he will be interesting to see. Will he stay with the Yankees or move on? Uh, some players could be the Giants or possibly the Dodgers. Uh, or maybe even the Red Sox. Who knows? But I would like for him to stay in New York. It would be great to see his career continue here. Um, what do you guys th- What do you guys think about that? I'll say that um, Aaron Judge was a West Side little kid that he used to. Gr- he grew up in, I believe, San Francisco or someplace in California. That's already one big target, and I think you've said it before that he has said it before that he wants to maybe join the. The Giants franchise, along with the West Side teams, like John said, there's the Dodgers, the Angels, mm, Angels, maybe even the Red Sox. 
I mean, I think the Red Sox might be might have a good chance of getting him. I don't know, just maybe depends on their rivalry that they would want one of their rivals, or maybe they won't want one of their rivals. You know. Something else to consider was that during the LC, during the ALCS at home, the, Yan- the Yankees fans were booing Aaron Judge. A lot of team members were regarding that it was a highly unusual experience. So maybe that could cost them the trade with Aaron Judge and a lot of other free agents, such as Anthony Rizzo and Matt Carpenter. Um, I think another... Uh, um, point of the Yankees collapsing this uh, ALCS would be um, the general manager and uh, the manager. Yeah, Aaron Boone and Cashman. They Cashman's making some good moves with Ben Attendee and stuff, but um, it's it's really inter- interesting to see how Aaron Boone handled the bullpen because. He would put in pitchers that aren't suited for the situation, with some people on base. I remember with the uh, against the Astros, he put in uh, Trevino. I'm pretty sure instead of Loisaga, which is his best reliever. And I don't understand why he didn't put Loisaga, but I guess that's his decision now. Um, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, not just his, I guess, failures to manage the bullpen, but just the inconsistency in the lineups Boone has been rolling out too this series though yeah throughout the ALCS there's been three different leadoff hitters three different cleanup hitters three different five hole hitters six hole hitters seven hole hitters and eight hole hitters and also three different short stops it's and you know that definitely threw off the offense this series because I mean I well if you're not having consistent spawn the lineup then just throws you off. I think that definitely had part of their loss this series. All right, um, moving on from, well, staying with the Yankees, uh, what about their infield with their third baseman? Um, Josh, Donaldson, Josh Donaldson filled that role um, this year for most of the games. And he's been a great defender, but offensively, he's been horrible. Way past his prime. Yeah, not just defensively, he has been just horrible the offensively the he's the only player to strike out more than Aaron Judge actually in uh let's see. he struck out 16 times in 29 at bats which is well it's he's striking out more than 50% of the time in these down bats it's crazy not only that i don't think that um what is it called Donaldson has performed how he was expected to he's at an old age too he's 36 now but maybe maybe the manager should take a consideration of either trading or picking up a new third baseman from free agency. But I think instead of that, they should keep, um, what is it? They still have two third basemen they can use. DJ LeMayhew has been a, a pretty, he's been a pretty, how do you say, versatile player. Seen him play first, second, and third. So, and he hasn't been that, that bad on the hot corner. Another player they could always put there, too, is Oswaldo Cabrera. He's definitely performed in his first couple games as a, as a Yankee in many different positions. And I think that he'd be um, a pretty good asset to the team at the hot corner. Other than LeMahieu and Cabrera being there, there's not really any other options for Yankees. 
except for free agency, which is definitely going to cost them. Other than that, you really just have Josh Johnson's corpse at third base, unless you want to go for people like Nolan Arnauto, which is going to be costly as as you have great caliber players, such as the recent acquisition of, of Harrison Baker from the Cardinals earlier this year with Jordan Montgomery. Other than that, it's really going to be tough for the Yankees. They could put an IKF at their base, or as we were saying earlier, Osvaldo and or DJ at third baseman as well, but it's definitely going to be a interesting choice that the Yankees are going to have to make during the offseason. Um, same with the Yankees again. I just got uh, some news that Hell Steinbrenner, the owner of the Yankees, um, he has deci- he has plans to keep Aaron Aaron Boone as the manager of the Yankees for 2023. Terrible move. Terrible move. Steinbrenner and Steinbrenner Boone has been terrible this season. And maybe a staff reform is definitely what the Yankees have to change. The Phillies did it earlier this year by a firing Joel Girardi. And look at where they are now. They're in the World Series facing the against the Houston Astros. I'll add too on the topic of keeping um, Yankees staff. Brian Cashman, I don't think he's the guy right now. Mm. He really hasn't done that good as a general manager should be doing or would be doing. He's had past victories, I'd say, in trade and in free agency and stuff. But right now, he's just not the guy. What do you guys think about the? The, how you say, the, the staying of Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman? Um, Aaron Boone, he's not a, okay, he's not a horrible manager, all right? He did make the playoffs for all the years he's been manager, if I'm not mistaken. But um, if, I mean, he just needs that extra push to get to the World Series. But it, it, at this point, it may not be him, maybe. But he does still make some bad decisions time to time. But maybe it might be the players or the players not performing during the postseason. Um, or it, it could be either one. So uh, this postseason, we've seen that the players didn't really perform as they were expected to. And Aaron Boone did make some great decisions against the Astros with the bullpen and um, the lineups. Some of Aaron Boone's decisions were definitely questionable, as considering the ALDS and the ALCS, Clay Holmes would, there was like no designated closer for Clay Holmes. So he'd bring out Juan Peralta for all five games of the ALDS. And seeing his choices as well as others he made throughout this season, it really, it really wonders why are, are the Yankees decided to keep him? As they were saying, he's not a bad, he's not a good coach, but he's not a bad coach. Well, maybe he's a bad coach, but not that bad. On the topic still of the Yankees, um, another corner spot of the infield who I think should be mentioned is Anthony Rizzo and the first base spot. Now, I recently heard report that Anthony Rizzo is expected to opt out of the Yankees, which I think Anthony Rizzo... He's definitely performed defensively. Probably, I'd say I put him in my list of uh, top first baseman right now in the league defensively. But with the news being true, maybe not being true of him, how what are the Yankees going to do at first base? Like I mentioned before, that um, 
DJ LeMahieu is a versatile player. He might be able to uh, take over the spot at first base like he's done before. Now it's a free agency uh, first baseman that might that the Yankees might take or maybe should take is Josh Bell. He just he was traded earlier this season with Juan Soto and a couple others to the from the Nationals to the Padres, and I guess now he's in free agency. So, um, you guys think he would be a good asset to the team, or maybe they should consider trading for another different first baseman? Josh Bell is an interesting choice. He's been good for the Padres. He was the reason, he was one of the deciding factors on why they were sent to the ALDS and went so far as to the ALCS. But him having him on the on the, <clears throat> on the Yankees would maybe be a questionable choice. Maybe a better decision would be Jose Abreu from the White Sox, who's been absolutely excellent in his position, in his position, position my apologies. So him having him at first base could definitely be a make or break, especially with Rizzo, free, Rizzo's free agency. Um, I think if they do have the chance, they should keep Rizzo, if they do. But if anything else fails, it might be time to call up some of our uh, prospects to fill in the gaps or just start trading for... Um, some other players, which would be giving up our prospects, unfortunately, because new players will be expensive. Uh, judges' contract will be expensive. Uh, the player, um, other players that we currently have, if they are going into free agency, they're probably going to want more money. So, the Yankees they do have the capacity to pay for those players but it will be costly and other and costly for our farm system too that's great points but unfortunately we have to move on to the NL I appreciate your points though that was some excellent points in me. moving on to the NL the Phillies the underdogs they have made it to the World Series with Bryce Harper as their the main guy, who's been absolutely insane this postseason. Oh, uh, do you have the stat line? Yeah, I got it. He uh, batted 419, five home runs, and a 1.351 OPS. He went, he went off this series. Most notably is home run in the eighth inning of Game 5 of the ALCS, which... Put them ahead 6-5, and that would be the deciding factor that sent them to the World Series. So we all know Harper being that, uh, what is it called, the NLCS MVP too, because I'll say he definitely had a stunning performance against the Padres, which I believe they, they took the Padres out. And the Padres were only able to escape with just one victory against the Phillies. Now, uh, do we see the Phillies winning? I'm just curious because Phillies have made it a couple times in the past 20 years, I believe, and they've only won once. So you think they could maybe go for another run? It's definitely possible. They've had a great run all postseason with surprising, shocking victories against the Cardinals in a wild card. Uh, and it wasn't the... And the Dodgers, yeah, Dodgers, absolute powerhouse. 
So them in the World Series, absolutely dominating everyone. It's going to be an interesting matchup as the Astros have basically taken the same path. They've been uh, they've been undefeated so far in the in the American League. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Aaron Nola, he's going to be starting the first. First game of the uh, World Series, what's your opinion on him and the pitching on the Phillies? I think Aaron Nola has definitely had a pretty good season, pretty good postseason. I think maybe he could help lead his team to a, a good old ring because Aaron Nola, he's, de- he's definitely that guy. He's definitely that player that could take leadership in the team and help them get a victory. Uh, staying with the Phillies, uh, um, I saw something about uh, the two line, uh, two <coughs> rotations for the uh, for the World Series, and they got the Astros rotation looks really really nasty. Uh, they got Verlander, I'm pretty sure, starting uh, game one. Uh, that's going to be really hard to over uh, overtake, but. We've seen Justin Verlander definitely start in a couple games this postseason, and I'm pretty sure most of those games have been wins. Uh, like we said before, that what's it called? Sorry about that. Uh, just Justin Verlander has definitely been that guy for them. No matter age or anything, he's he's still definitely led the team. So game one matchup, I believe, is going to be Justin Verlander versus Aranola. Pitching-wise, I think Justin Verlander might be the better, um, the better, the better choice in this matchup. So the Phillies are definitely going to put in their best guys against the Astros this series because I think the Phillies, their game plan is definitely just to defend against the defend against the Astros and try and keep them from scoring because. They, they can score. We know they can run up a scoreboard really quickly and that they have a very stunning team. Altuve, Kyle Tucker, uh, Jordan Alvarez, definitely a key asset for the team. Bullpen's been pretty good so far. 3.06 ERA for 0.97 whip and 107, and 107 punch-outs this postseason. Having done going against the great Astros pitching staff, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to be a pitcher's duel this whole series. Bats as well are definitely crazy. You have Harper Ramuto popping off, as well as as well as Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, and whoever that guy was, number three. What's his name on the Astros? Alex Bregman. No, not Alex Bregman. The guy. I think, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I just don't know. Um, I actually got the starting rotation for um, the World Series here. We got, for the Phillies, Zach Wheeler uh, starting game one, then Aaron Nola, uh, Rhaegar Suarez, um, Bailey, uh, Bailey Falter, uh, and Noah Syndergaard. And for the Astros, starting game one, Justin Verlander, we got Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, and Luis Garcia. 
Undeniably, both the Phillies and the Astros are great teams, and it's going to be an exciting matchup. What I'm most excited for it is is really Thor. Um, no one's in the world. Uh, between the Phillies and the Astros, I think that the Astros do have the better starting pitching lineup uh, and the better bullpen. Uh, the Astros bullpen has been insane. The Astros starting pitching has been insane. Um, it's, yeah, but it's really hard to tell who will actually take the series because the both teams have been great this postseason. So it's really hard to pinpoint uh, who will probably win. But to end it, what do you think? Who do you guys got? Oof. Um, it's really hard because the Phillies have been that team that that was really the underdogs, but they've they've been underdogs most of postseason. Who thought they were going to be the Padres, the Dodgers, right? Hell, even the Mets. Yeah. I mean, but the Phillies definitely showed up, showed out, so I think the Phillies might have it against the Astros. I'm gonna hate to be the guy here, but I really think the Astros have it. The Astros have been excellent. They've been like the poster boy of the American League West and the American League in general. It's definitely they definitely have the stuff. And usually, people consider the American League Yankees as like the it's like the people who literally buy happiness with money. But the Astros. The Astros, they have it. They have great players with pretty good deals, reasonable deals. So I really think, I really have hope in the Astros. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Um, so, I, I, I'm going to say something that we all know. Nobody thought the Phillies were going to be the National League champions at all. Nobody thought that. Um, a lot of people did predict the Astros to take it all. And uh, I'm in the American League, uh, but overall, considering the pitching of the Astros in both the bullpen and the starting, unfortunately, I gotta say I think the Astros got it. Um, yeah, I have to agree with you. The Astros—they've—I've been dominant all year, not just in the regular season, obviously the postseason too. Seven zero so far. And yeah, I think that dominance will just carry over to the World Series. So, uh, thinking Astros in five. I'm feeling Astros in six. Um, Astros in six. I'm feeling Phillies in seven. I think it's going to be a good matchup. That's a good point. Unfortunately, we have to end here. I'm sorry, Wayne. You're a great guy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Just like I appreciate Aaron Boone's service, even though he's terrible. So I'd like to thank you all for watching, even if you've reached this far. Uh, we're still four people who like baseball. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll hope to see you in the next episode of this podcast.